Welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show was created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me feature amazing souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I've hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference. And it begins with love, love from the hip. The Camino de Santiago, or the Way of the Saint, has existed for over a thousand years. It is an ancient pilgrimage route that runs along northern Spain, beginning just across the French border in the town of San Juan Pied de Port, and ending at the Cathedral of Santiago Compostela. This pilgrimage began when Christian King Alfonso II built a chapel to house the body of St. James and his relics. St. James was one of Jesus' disciples, and according to legend, his body was being transported by a boat led by angels to Galicia, but somehow it ended up in a field where King Alfonso II decided to build this holy shrine. News of St. James's tomb and relics spread quickly and gave the people the hope they needed to make the journey. With the increasing numbers of pilgrims coming from all over Europe to pay tribute to the saint apostle, the chapel later had to be expanded to accommodate them, and so the magnificent Cathedral of Santiago Compostela, or the Field of Stars, came to be. In the 12th and 13th centuries, as many as 250,000 pilgrims traveled each year. Many did it for faith, promise of salvation, and some even did it on behalf of a wealthy citizen for money. Regardless of the reason, the Camino de Santiago marked a turning point for Christianity in Spain. It helped to restore the Christian faith, and later in the 14th century, it helped Christian soldiers to take back Spain from the Moors who had previously conquered southern Spain in 711 AD. Since the Middle Ages, Rome, Jerusalem, and Santiago have been three great destinations for pilgrimages. The Jacobian route to Santiago, however, is the only one still traveled the same today. In the 1980s, a parish priest, Father Elias Bellina, worked hard to restore the Camino de Santiago. He marked the ancient route using symbols of a yellow scallop shell on a blue background. He chose this shell because many pilgrims, after making it to Santiago Compostela, continued on for another 90 kilometers to Finisterre, or Fistera, which was considered to be the end of the world during the Middle Ages. This was also the coast where the body of St. James was said to have arrived by boat, so it held great spiritual and physical significance. And pilgrims would take home shells from here to prove they had completed the journey. Valinia hoped the re restoration of the ancient route would bring about the cultural exchange and communication between European citizens. It became that and so much more. In 1985, it is said that 1,245 pilgrims arrived. In 1993, over 100,000. And in 2018, it was estimated to be over 327,000. Today, people from all over the world, from different cultures and religions, come to do the Camino de Santiago. About 2% do it by horse, 15 to 20% by bike, and 80% walk. The Camino is about 490 miles long, but this does not account for the distance from your front door, which many believe to be the true starting point. So what are the reasons one does the Camino de Santiago today? Well, a pilgrim by definition is a person who journeys to a sacred place or a person who journeys through life. At some point or another, we all become pilgrims. For most of us, however, it does require taking a step out of our busy lives to seek a time and space for quiet and reflection. A pilgrimage seems to be an ideal place. It gives one the opportunity to walk through their issues in their mind. It can be described more of a being than a doing. And this roughly 35-day intense journey to Vestera, the end of the world by way of Compostela, the field of stars, is essentially the ideal place for people to gain or find something and maybe leave a better person than whence they came. Sometimes it takes leaving home to find it again. As Rumi said, it's your road and yours alone. Others may walk it with you, but no one can walk it for you. Today I have the pleasure of having poet, speaker, mentor, writer, and doctor Jeremy Goldberg on my show. He will share his own experience with the Camino, but also offer inspiring wisdom for you. And later on the show, we will open up the phone line so he can offer you free coaching, especially if you are feeling stuck. So stick around after this quick break. Yeah. 
Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Left in the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Left from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of having poet, speaker, mentor, writer, and doctor, Jeremy Goldberg, on my show. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. You're very welcome. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so where are you joining us from? I'm currently in Los Angeles, California. Oh. Well, it's we... Funny. Go ahead. You just played that song, and I was having flashbacks to my time on the Camino because I wrote... While, uh, while walking one day, a spoken word to the beat of that, I would walk 500 miles. <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> I might have to have you do some of that. Do you remember uh, it? Yeah. Do you remember it? <laughs> Maybe. I remember that um, it goes, uh, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man who proves he can do hard things when his legs are sore. Camino. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so when, when did you first do the Camino de Santiago? I did it last year in um, May. Okay. And what was it like? Can you tell us more about it? Oh, gosh. It was basically 33 days. So I did the full thing from, from France to the ocean. Uh -huh. And it was 33 days of walking and, you know, showing up morning after morning to put on wet shoes and to hike over hills and to be alone with your thoughts and to meet incredible people. I think it was simultaneously uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done and also one of the most rewarding things. Mm. I feel like probably a correlation there, of course. Okay. It was wonderful. What did you gain from it? I gained a lot of perspective around um, just the fortitude and discipline required to show up day after day after day and do hard things. And to realize that we're often so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And also how important it is to be mentally powerful uh, in order to be physically strong. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I had days where literally you wake up, put on wet shoes, look outside, it's pouring rain. <laughs> You know you have to walk <laughs> 20 miles in the mud and cow poop. And uh. it's just like, I desperately do not want to do this. I'm exhausted. I'm sore. I have blisters. And then you, you know what? You open the door and you take one step after the other and you do it. And you do the really hard thing that you don't want to do. And that to me is such a beautiful metaphor for life and the experience of showing up for yourself day after day after day. Yeah. So was there people from all different parts of the world there with you? Yeah. So I set off to do it solo. And then um, inevitably, because of the popularity of the route, you, um, you're staying in hostels. So there's community in each of these locations. And then you just sort of stumble across people on the road along the way. And you strike a conversation. And um, they kind of refer to it as your Camino family. And mm. so... Sometimes you connect with people and you see them over the course of a couple of days if you're walking at the same pace. Um, and then for me, probably the last two weeks or so, I um, befriended a Dutch woman and an American guy and um, and then this British man. And we kind of formed our own little clan and <laughs> the, the most unlikely uh, of partnerships developed and and we complimented each other and had a blast. And wow. I think that's that's part of the beauty of the journey is just being open to new ideas, new people along the way that might contribute to your experience. Yeah, absolutely. And so for people that have never done it or don't know anything about it, um, it's been really, it's been um, done in such a way now where there's resources set up for you. Like you were saying, there's hostels and. 
Yeah, for sure. It's definitely um, it's definitely a touristy thing now in that um, it's developed. So, yeah. for example, I had an app on my iPhone oh, gosh. Okay. That, that told me um, where the next village was. It, I could um, click hyperlinks to check out certain hostels, etc. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely the the hybridized version of the Camino in which you can use technology to do a very simple historical physical endeavor, which right. is simply just walk really far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. In, yeah, rural areas, dirt trails along the sides of highways, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's definitely it's definitely doable. Um, it's not a process of like showing up and finding a a cow patch, pitching a tent, etc. Um, yeah. Okay. So how was the cathedral for you? How was that experience? The cathedral itself to me was kind of like anticlimactic in a, in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you're walking, you're walking for, for me, in my case, uh, you know, three and a half weeks and, and the end goal is the cathedral. And then you get there and you're in like a, a kind of a, a town environment and there it is the cathedral and it's beautiful. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's stunning and it's massive and mm-hmm. the history, oh my God. And um, and the reason I think it was anticlimactic for me was because I had already decided to walk on to the ocean, which is another three or four days, depending on how fast you go. Right. So for me, it was kind of like a celebration that I made it because that's the traditional endpoint, uh-huh. and kind of this mental preparation of like, calm down, bro. You've got <laughs> three more days of walking. <laughs> like you've got another hundred kilometers to go. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was it was both amazing and kind of like uh i'm not done yet i was really tired yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> i kind of wanted to finish but i took a i took a day off in, in santiago and walked around and you got to catch up with a bunch of people that had finished a day or two before and oh nice yeah, just, yeah. and so, so then you finished at the end of the world yeah it finished dead and that for me was the true like powerful emotional visually spectacular experience um, because it definitely does have an energy and it does feel somewhat like the end of the world. The horizon is, is as far as you can see and it's ocean and there's a vibe there Mm -hmm. that as you touched on in your monologue, it has been ongoing for a really spectacularly long time. I mean, ancient Roman historians used to study the pagans that used to worship there. And Mm -hmm. so got millennia of ceremony and reverence and it definitely it has a vibe for sure I got emotional (laughs) walking up and my friends did also it was Uh like wow we walked to the ocean from we walked across this whole silly country and (laughs) it kind of hits you then like well there's no the trails ended there's literally nowhere else to walk yeah and so that to me was the really powerful experience. Well, that's amazing. Well, I hate to interrupt you, but we're going to have to take a quick break. But remember, if you are feeling stuck and you want Jeremy to help you take back your power, then feel free to call one 298 kknw or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Experience. One word that can mean so much, especially when it comes to working with a realtor to buy or sell a home. The only thing better would be to have an experienced team guiding you through the process. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips-York. And I'm Ray York. Together, we own the York Team, part of Keller Williams Real Estate. We are here to help you with your next property transaction. I have over 14 years of experience selling local residential real estate, investment properties, and homes just like yours. I'm also known as the Ghost Broker. Over the years, I've managed several residual energies at the properties we've represented or sold to clients. So if you need that service, I can help you as well. For my part, I have worked many years in new construction, land development, and with builders. Combined, Beth and I make for a powerful team on your side. So put our wealth of experience to work for you. Selling a home? Get a free property evaluation and market analysis with the York Team Real Estate. Buying a home? Let the York Team Real Estate exclusively represent you and your interests. Log on to yorkteamrealestate.com. That's yorkteamrealestate.com. 
Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754 6792. That's 425 754 6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425 754 6792. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. Today I have the pleasure of having poet, speaker, mentor, writer, and doctor Jeremy Goldberg on my show. And remember, if you would like help from Jeremy getting unstuck or taking back your power, then call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Jeremy, before the break, you were giving us, telling us about your experience with Camino. Are you planning on doing it again? Yes. Uh, I, oddly enough, when I was doing the walk, I we have this joke, you know, of like, I will never do this again. <laughs> Ridiculously hard. I never want to see another footstep again. And then about a month or two later, I start having nostalgia. And I actually created what I call this walking retreat. And so... I made a sales page and um, I've created like a 12 day walk in the very north of Portugal on a different uh, Camino and eight people signed up and they're going to join me. And so we're going to walk for 12 days across 200 kilometers and I'm going to do coaching and um, sort of we're going to do it together. And so that's happening in July. Wow. So coaching while walking. Yeah, because I, I started having these conversations along the way where I'm, I'm talking to people one-on-one -on -one for you know 10 minutes or an hour or three hours or whatever, and inevitably having really deep conversations, and I'm asking questions, and I just joked with somebody one day, like, like I wonder if people would pay for this. <laughs> I would uh -huh. kind of pay. Like, I would pay for this if somebody I respected was doing this. Like, I would join them. Uh -huh. and, uh, and so that one little spark led me to um, to try it. And uh, that's awesome. And eight crazy people have signed up to join me. Is, so is there still well, room for more? There's not. No, okay. it, it, um, I actually wanted to keep it really small. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's funny, like it sold out in two hours. Wow. I was really scared. I thought nobody was going to do this. Nobody's going to want to come and stay in hostels. And on the sales page, I even wrote text around this idea of you will get blisters. You will not sleep well. You will hate Jeremy for making you do this. Like, you will be miserable thinking like, I want it to be real. Right, right. right. Scare, scare certain people away. And uh -huh. uh, so, so there's we'll no fine print. Yeah, there's no fine print. It was like, this is a hard thing. Yeah, it's a hard thing that we're doing. And one of the things that I have recognized throughout my life, though, that I could promise in that sales page was you will be a different person as a consequence of, of finishing this walk. Mm. Like that's just inevitable. Okay. When you do something hard for a long period of time with a group of individuals in a place you've never been, where every single place that you're visiting is new, right. you cannot help but be transformed in some way. Right. And you're enduring it and you're, there's, a, there's a form of commitment there. <laughs> there has yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And to do it as a group, to, to do it as a little sort of micro community or, or mm -hmm. familial unit, if you will, yeah. uh, is a really powerful experience. Well, that's great. So before coaching, though, you were actually um, before you were studying people, you were studying coral reefs, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, so you were, were you in marine biology? Is that correct? Basically, yeah. So I, I went to Santa Barbara and got a marine biology degree and I did a semester abroad in Brisbane, Australia. Mm-hmm. And that was highly focused on coral reef conservation. And then I moved back to Australia. I, I chased a girl out to Australia, did a master's degree, and then worked for many years in um, in the tropics. Mm-hmm. So I worked in the South Pacific for two and a half years in American Samoa, worked in Thailand, um, moved back to Australia, worked for the government there in the climate change group, mm-hmm. did a PhD. And um, when I was doing my PhD research, I sort of shifted more towards trying to understand the people of the Great Barrier Reef. Because when we manage environmental issues, we don't actually manage the fish or the coral. We're actually managing the impacts that humans have on these places. And so I was really fascinated with how we can communicate with people in a way that leverages their own attitudes and opinions to help protect the environment. Mm -hmm. So were you able to do that when you were there? Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I spent many years reading a lot about psychology and sociology and marketing, communication science. I was working with um, the CSIRO, which is one of the largest um, science and research organizations in Australia. We were collaborating with the Great Barrier Reef Marine Park Authority, which manages the entire ecosystem. Um, So yeah, we were doing some really cool stuff. And Mm -hmm. while that was happening, I started this side project as like a hobby to keep me sane while I was spending 40 hours a week in a government cubicle. Uh, And that was called Long Distance Love Bombs. And that was like a creative outlet. I was writing, um, using what I I learned about the science of behavior change. And I was kind of just writing articles online. And slowly through time, that that grew. And um, and now I'm doing that full time. And so what is it? (laughs) (laughs) What the heck is it? Uh, So originally, the the idea of Long Distance Love Bombs was... um, was me spreading little encouraging messages and notes randomly around the town that I lived in. And so I would just write these little notes on the back of my business card and I would leave them in the supermarket and underneath people's windshield wipers and I would hide them in the bookstores, in the library. And I was just trying to spread a little bit of kindness in Mm -hmm. the world. And I liked the idea that people could just stumble upon this inspiration or encouragement. Mm And, um, and so that's how it started. And then eventually it just slowly snowballed and I gave a Ted talk and I started an Instagram account and I started getting a following and I was writing more and more articles and people started sharing them and messaging me and it became a thing (laughs) much to my surprise. Uh, and then, yeah. And then eventually I, I finished my PhD and I was really burnt out on that. I was, I was tired and, um, needed a break. So I did a road trip in America for a couple months mm-hmm. and decided to dive in fully to this long distance love bombs project and started coaching people one-on-one. Um, at that time, I had a pretty good social media following, mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram, and I documented my life in, a, in an authentic way. And so I think people started to really feel like they knew who I was and what I stood for and what I knew and what I talked about. And so, yeah, I put the word out one day and just said, Hey, guess what? I'm a coach. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? (laughs) And, uh, and lo and behold, to my utter shock, people emailed me and said, I would love to hire you to coach me Uh and I'll pay pay you money to talk to you. Uh And that was a real sort of epiphany moment for me in which I started to believe that I could actually make a career out of doing this thing that I love doing. Wow, that's awesome. So what were you feeling or seeing that people needed from you the most? I think that, well, there's a a couple of key things that I I, um, experienced time and time again in dealing with clients. And those are kind of universal stories around, I'm not good enough, Uh, I'm not ready, Uh, I don't know enough, I don't know where to begin or some blend of, I feel isolated, alone, helpless, uh, and I don't have anybody to talk to. Mm. Uh, I just need support. I'm overwhelmed with my life and I know there's a better way to live, to do the things that I wanna do, but I don't know what that is and I just need somebody to help me figure that out. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so I like to say that I, I'm like a champion and a cheerleader. I'm a ferocious, never giver upper. I want the best from my clients. I, um, I love them and I, I help people get where they want to go. Essentially. Mm-hmm. That's my jam. Okay. So, yeah. in a, in, so essentially you're holding a space of love for them so that they can also then have love for themselves. Yes, for sure. And in some instances, that might be tough love to say, you know, what are you doing? Why mm. are you said you're telling me that you want this, but then you're living in this way. So that is not in alignment. What is going on there? Let's explore that. And a lot of the work goes back to underlying beliefs about who they are, how they show up in the world, what they think about relationships, which of course can be traced back to our past and how we were raised, what we were taught, what we were learning um, about how the world works and about how we operate in that place. And so oftentimes it's just a matter of asking the right questions, getting people talking, getting people thinking in different ways, seeing new perspectives, and just showing up, as you said, and holding space in a loving and compassionate way um, to, to do that work mm-hmm. and, um, and to, to know that they have somebody who's on their side who wants the best for them and who can really give them an honest opinion about a variety of things. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I hate to interrupt again, but we're going to have to take a quick break. And remember, if you're feeling stuck and you want Jeremy to help you create your best life, then feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about the benefit of drinking celery juice for your skin. Medical medium Anthony Williams has all sorts of great advice for helping with different disorders and ailments, and he is the biggest advocate of celery juice for acne. Why does celery juice work for acne? Well, to understand how it works, we first have to understand what Anthony Williams believes acne to be caused by, which is Streptococcus bacterius, or strep. Strep likes to nestle itself in the liver, and when the lymphatic system and liver weaken, strep can travel up to the skin. Your skin will then produce sebum oil to keep the strep from causing harm to it. Because strep feeds off of dairy, soy, gluten, eggs, canola oil, corn, and toxins in the liver, it can become very strong. The skin's immune system then has to amp it up by producing even more sebum oil, and as a last attempt to trap the bacteria and safeguard the skin. So essentially, cystic acne is the result of the strep battling and surviving the lymphocytes and reaching the outer layer of the skin. According to Anthony Williams, celery juice's undiscovered sodium cluster acts as an antiseptic and destroys bacteria. It breaks down the pathogen's cell membranes, eventually killing and destroying them. It also helps to strengthen and detoxify the liver so that strep cannot make a home there again. Aside from its antiseptic properties, there are other benefits to drinking celery juice. It has a ton of electrolytes, increases absorption of certain minerals, aids in digestion, is loaded with anti-inflammatory properties, and strengthens the immune system. And aside from acne, there's a multitude of other ailments or chronic illnesses that Anthony Williams also recommends celery juice for. He believes it to be ideal for reversing inflammation because it starves pathogens. And he believes most every chronic illness to be rooted in a virus or bacteria. I myself drank celery juice to help me with pemphigus vulgaris and had great results. So what's the proper way to get your celery juice? Anthony Williams recommends that you drink at least 16 ounces of plain celery juice first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. You should then wait at least 15 to 30 minutes before consuming anything else. Organic celery is best, and because it is such an acquired taste, you can certainly work up to the 16 ounces. Anthony Williams encourages you to drink 24 to 32 ounces a day if you are suffering from any symptoms. Of course, aside from drinking celery juice, one should also have a good at-home skincare regimen and receive regular clinical facials in order to see the most effective and efficient results when dealing with acne. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. 
Coming up March 25th on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. Seattle author Elise Hooper joins us with a peek into the life of photographer Dorothea Lang, the woman who captured the real America. We'll also hear from international best-selling author Steve Barry, who always reveals little-known facts about history and thrillers. Tune in Monday at New Pacific Time, Fridays at 6 a.m. Catch up on more than 600 podcasts at conversationslive.net. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I am doing. Today I have the pleasure of having poet, speaker, mentor, writer, and doctor Jeremy Goldberg on my show. And remember, if you would like some help from Jeremy getting unstuck or taking back your power, then call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Jeremy, before the break, you were talking about your one-on-one coaching. And I understand you have some tools to offer, right? And there's a guidebook? Yeah. So if you go to my website, it's longdistancelovebombs.com. I put together a short guidebook that... For the radio, we're calling Get Stuff Done 101. But yes. in real life, it's a word that rhymes with get. <laughs> Things done 101. And um, and that was basically like a synthesis of a, a bunch of things that I've learned through my multiple years of PhD research, how the brain works, how we can start new habits and heart-centered rituals to live the life we want, basically. And so it's like a 10-page, super easy to read, PDF document that um, that I use as a basis to teach workshops around the world. Um, I have an online program that's all around these 10 different things. So um, I think that's really helpful to people. Okay. Is there anything specific that stands out from that guidebook that you would share? Yes, um, for sure. Um, so basically it, it splits the world in half. So half of our, our living experience is in our brain. So understanding that our thoughts and our beliefs form the foundations upon which all of our actions are taken or not taken. And so the first half kind of goes through these three main problem areas of why we're not doing the things that we want to do. And it's related to our attitudes. It's related to our opinions of other people. So um, like peer pressure, for example, or what will my mom think? What Mm -hmm. will my friends think? And then the third one relates to our own independent evaluation of our our skills, our knowledge, our abilities, like, can we do the thing? And then the second half of the guide explores our external environment. So the world around us. So how can we create a a workspace, a community, an environment in which we give ourselves the greatest chance to succeed and actually do the things that we want to do. And that area, I talk about things like accountability, procrastination, momentum, um, rewards, Um, And so the combination of both of those, I believe, is a really succinct and a really powerful way to understand how our brains work, how our environment affects us, and ultimately gives us the greatest chance to live the life that we want to live. Okay. So you would apply this guidebook to any facet in your life? Yeah, basically. um, any, Any behavior that you're consciously choosing to do. And so this might be uh, wanting to go to the gym, this might be starting a business, this might be having a hard conversation with your partner or your parents. Um, any kind of activity that you wish to undertake, it gives you a step-by-step way to break it down and explore why you're not doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, by understanding that, we can take actions to, to flip that around and create a belief or an environment or a situation in which you give yourself the chance to actually do that thing from a new place, a new frame of mind. Okay, wow. And it's quite yeah. successful for your clients? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and, and it's not just me, you know, I understand I'm just this dude rambling on the, on, uh, on the radio. And uh, it, is, it is grounded in decades of psychological research. There's been hundreds of studies across dozens of different disciplines in which they've explored these ideas wow. and integrated wow. them and proven that they, they do work. Mm-hmm. And what I've done is basically taken all of those ideas, some of the the core concepts and some of the theories around that and presented it in a a very easily digestible, fun, entertaining manner. Um, 
So for example, there's a, there's a popular psychological theory where there's three things that, that prevent us or hinder us from taking action. And I've called those in my guidebook, the, the terrible turd trio. Okay. Because I believe there's these little turds that live in our brains that sometimes stop us from doing the things that we want to do. Mm -hmm. And so, so rather than talking about the idea of self-efficacy, for example, which is a very fancy term to talk about, you know, can you do the damn thing? Okay. Somewhat of an equivalent. All right. Okay. So you break it down for us. Definitely. Yeah. Right. I try to take big ideas and make them small and make those small things understandable. Okay. So can you tell us about your book that you recently published? Yes, I can. <laughs> uh, so I, I put a book out through... Uh, my publisher's Thought Catalog, which is a, a lovely website that I've been writing articles for for years. It's just thoughtcatalog.com. And they have a publishing section. And I took sort of my greatest hits from Instagram um, at Long Distance Love Bomb. There's a plug. And <laughs> I kind of smushed together this little inspiring, encouraging poetry book that's filled with, filled with light and insights and just little mantras and encouraging messages. And it's this lovely little square book and the pages are perforated, which means that you can very easily rip them out. You can frame them, you can tape them to your bathroom mirror, you can ship them to your friends, you can put them in your office, um, you can leave them in random places around the city. Uh, <laughs> basically just uh, a cheerleader of a book. It's a little bright light that um, if you need a hug or a helping hand, you can open to any page and read something fun and encouraging that will help put a smile on your face and a spring in your step and just help you get through the day, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds almost a continuation of what you were doing before, right? With your business cards, leaving them exactly. all over the place. <laughs> exactly. And the title of the book is It'll Be Okay and You Will Be Too. Oh. And that, that line is actually the first um, message that I wrote down on a business card um, in an airport many years ago uh, for this woman that was crying. Wow. And um, I tell that story in my in my TED talk if people want to want to learn more. Okay. Yeah. So, have you always been a poet? I no, and I <laughs> <laughs> that's the short answer. I, I still don't necessarily consider myself a poet because when I think of poetry, I think of of like quote unquote real poets uh -huh. uh, who are who are quote you know real talented and <laughs> I often I often whether it's it's humble or a more negative way of being humble but I just see my my um, my writing as like I call them rants or pieces and I I, I totally recognize and honor that they are poetry um, they're just in my own short and sweet little voice and um they're not what you would think of i think when you think of poetry at least for me i think of you know thoreau and all these very exquisite elegant writers talking about wonderful things and um perhaps perhaps my writing is a is a poetry in 2019 uh <laughs> with a bit of a punk rock uh -huh. you know edge i'm not too sure it's writing yeah. for sure and it's in my own voice. And so perhaps that is poetry. Well, there you go. Well, so you do all these creative modalities. Um, mm -hmm. So this has been an outlet for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've been dabbling in spoken word poetry as well, which, uh -huh. is, um, which is a whole other conversation in itself. But um, yeah, basically, I started writing the articles that I wanted to read, essentially. Uh -huh. and started saying the things that I felt weren't being said. And I started speaking up about the topics that I didn't see men speaking up about in a way that I related to. And I just decided, you know, screw it. I'm going to start doing that. And, um, and so that's been my process to try to stay on the edge and express myself authentically and passionately. And um, the fact that other people relate to that and support that and are fans of that is still mind-blowing to me and I'm just so humbled and grateful by right. the journey. Wow that's great and so you're also a host of a podcast. Yeah and I have a podcast. Uh-huh. And what is that called? Well it's the snazzy dazzling <laughs> name of the Long Distance Love Bombs podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, so 
so yeah, I have a podcast. I've done maybe a dozen episodes. It's it's a relatively new venture, but I'm interviewing people uh, about all kinds of things. I just I'm using it as a way to interview the most fascinating, interesting people I can find about relationships and sex and money and vulnerability and writing and and it's fun and it's really fun. So you're interviewing. I am. Yeah, I'm on the other side. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. So where do you hope to grow from here with the podcast and what do I hope to grow? I um I'm not entirely certain. I I don't believe in making like a a three-year action plan. I'm I'm much more inclined for like a three-month action plan, but the broader objectives would be to stay on my edge, learn as much as possible, continue to feel more peace with who I am, consider considering um, radical acceptance as a metric of success for me is fun, uh, smiling more, trying mm-hmm. to just simply live in a more simple and humble way, I guess, that's that's true to my real self mm-hmm. and at the same time continuing to do work that I love. Okay. And you had said to me earlier that even as a child, you were a bit of a problem solver, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a thinker. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that's uh, trying to trying to question the logic and rationality of the world around us, and I'm often perplexed and puzzled as to why we, as a culture or a society, do things in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of taken that high school and college anger and frustration, and I'm now channeling that into a project in which I'm trying to encourage a different approach, a different way of living and, and being. And that's been really fun for me. Wow, that's great. And so yeah. you have an upcoming workshop locally coming up, right? <laughs> yeah, in in Seattle. Yeah. And when is uh, that again? That's an actually a great question. And I will <laughs> look that up right now. No worries. But, actually, we, we have to go to a break. So you can look that up while we're at break. Perfect. All right. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. Experience, one word that can mean so much, especially when it comes to working with a realtor to buy or sell a home. The only thing better would be to have an experienced team guiding you through the process. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips-York. And I'm Ray York. Together, we own the York Team, part of Keller Williams Real Estate. We are here to help you with your next property transaction. I have over 14 years of experience selling local residential real estate, investment properties, and homes just like yours. I'm also known as the ghost broker. Over the years, I've manage several residual energies at the properties we've represented or sold to clients. So if you need that service, I can help you as well. For my part, I have worked many years in new construction, land development, and with builders. Combined, Beth and I make for a powerful team on your side. So put our wealth of experience to work for you. Selling a home? Get a free property evaluation and market analysis with the York Team Real Estate. Buying a home? Let the York Team Real Estate exclusively represent you and your interests. Log on to yorkteamrealestate.com. That's yorkteamrealestate.com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792.
Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP. Today, I have the pleasure of having poet, speaker, mentor, writer, and doctor, Jeremy Goldberg, on my show. So, Jeremy, you were going to tell us about your upcoming workshop here in Seattle. Yes, the one on April the 2nd, of course, because I <laughs> definitely remember that date. <laughs> so, April the 2nd at Seattle Yoga Arts on uh, 15th Avenue. Okay. And it's going to be 6 to 8 p.m., and it's going to be all about that um, that guidebook that we just talked about. So, I call it Get Stuff Done 101. And um, yeah, it's a two-hour workshop. There's journaling. There's there's a little bit of group work. It's all about how to understand and deal with procrastination. If you're a perfectionist, if you got big dreams and you're not doing them, if you are overwhelmed with options and you don't know where to start, it's that. It's it's yeah. It sounds like I need to sign up. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic because I feel like I'm targeting people that procrastinate, that don't get things done that really, really need this workshop, but they're the hardest ones to get to come to this kind of workshop. Well, of you know? course, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've taught it on three different continents now to, to hundreds of people and uh, it's fun, it's easy. And, um, and you'll definitely leave the workshop with some new ideas and some action steps forward of like actually how to deal with, with what you wanna do. So if my listeners were interested in signing up, where can they go? They can go to seattleyogaarts.com. Okay. And now, can, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, longdistancelovebombs.com as well. I'll have some links to, through my own site, but yeah. Okay. And then you have some upcoming workshops abroad as well, right? Yeah, I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so you're all over I've the got, place. I've, uh, I've basically, in a couple of days, I'm getting in a van from LA and I'm driving to Vancouver and then I'm driving down to Colorado and Arizona and I'm teaching workshops along the way. Um, I have an event in Arizona that's a, it's a four-day retreat. I think there's one bed left. Um, that's a Reclaim Your Inner Badass retreat, all mm -hmm. about boundaries and, and strength. Okay. And then also I'm, I'm popping over in July to Portugal and Spain to do that walking retreat. And then in August, I'm co-hosting a meditation retreat just outside of London in England. Oh, wow. And um, and that is going to be really fantastic. I've teamed up with a, a meditation teacher that I know in the UK, and she's amazing. And we found this unbelievable retreat space that I can't believe exists. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and so we're going to do that for for three days in, in early August. So that'll be fun. Okay. And so if my listeners would like to sign up for any of that, they can go to longdistancelovebombs.com. Yeah, and I've got all the... Um, all the links are on my Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and search long distance love bombs, I've got all the events listed underneath the events page with links for tickets, etc. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for those of my listeners that aren't going to your retreats, what are some of your beliefs that you want everybody to know? Uh, wow. I believe, well, the first big one would be to understand and recognize that beliefs are a choice. And anything that we know currently, we've learned, right? We, we are birthed as blank slates, empty pages, and everything that we know, we've been taught. And so the profound thing about that is that if you can learn it, you can unlearn it. And if you can believe one thing, you can choose to believe other things. And so life to me is just a process of trying to take inventory on how our brains work, what we believe about ourselves in the world, and then to strategically choose beliefs that empower us and um, lead us to a fulfilled life of joy and gratitude and, and presence, really. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a big one. Beliefs are choices. Okay. Um, yeah, that's certainly a big one. Okay. So if someone needed to break down a belief, what would you recommend they do? So I, I use a trick where where I kind of just ask why five times, right? So it's kind of like peeling an onion back. And so on the superficial layer, you might um, be very reactive to a certain situation, like traffic, for example. Um, traffic drives me crazy. Why? Well, I, I don't like driving for two hours. Why? Well, I feel like I'm wasting my time. 
Why? Uh, because, you know, time is limited. I don't have enough time. And, and so then that you can see in that off the cuff example that you're sort of getting to the heart of the matter, which is really a fear that I'm running out of time, a fear that I don't have enough time. Mm. And so by targeting that inner core belief and, and healing that and working around that and shifting that perspective, then all of the other stuff externally will shift as well. And so it's about diving into the things that we, that we really believe deep down that shape a, a bunch of other beliefs. And, and this is when people talk about doing the work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this, this to me is an example and other examples include trying to understand why you believe the things that you do. And in terms of love and relationships, for example, that might mean that as a kid growing up, your parents' relationship was a model for you to understand how love works, what love means, how you obtain love, how you give love. And so understanding that, that influence of the past on who we are presently and how who we are presently has a huge impact on who we will be in the future and what our lives will look like into the future is kind of the, um, the puzzle that I'm interested in when I work with other people. Okay. And would you also say to, to your clients to have a bit of patience? Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah that's a huge one, right? Is we, we have this idea that, you know, I've been doing and thinking the same things for 30 years, but now I have a new idea and I just expect that my life will radically transform. <laughs> so I have 30 years of momentum, 30 years of ingrained habits, 30 years of neuro, neurological frameworks built into my brain. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's like turning, the, turning a great big cruise ship, right? It's got, got a lot of force, a lot of momentum behind it. And it takes time to, to slow down and to change the, the direction. But um, even tiny 1% increments can make a huge and powerful difference on who we are. Yeah. And so for your clients that are quicker at grasping concepts, still, what is the turnaround that you see? I mean, it de the, the, the beautiful answer, right, of it depends. And right. It depends on the client. It depends on the action. So if you want to change the way that you, uh, if you want to change the way that you approach health and well-being and you want to like eat one more vegetable a day, that's, that's a relatively simple thing versus I want to change how I show up in loving relationship. I want to change um, how I promote boundaries and how I stand up for myself, how I love myself. Those are more, um, those are larger topics that can take a bit more time to practice and, and escalate slowly through time. Right. Um, but these things can at the same time happen very quickly. Right. And we underestimate how powerfully we can shift things fast. Depending on if they're ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And willing and like right. able to do the work. And yeah. it's like, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So how can my listeners contact you? Again, <laughs> the, the best way is, um, is my website is longdistancelovebombs.com. And I'm really active on Instagram at longdistancelovebombs. And um, yeah, I've got a weekly email that you can sign up for. I'll give you that 10 page um, document that we discussed in exchange. Um, yeah, those two ways are the best. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here today. It's a treat. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, Eric, my super producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, as well as my podcast on Podcast One, Love From The Hip, and that's HYP. And if you really love the show and are interested in advertising your business on it, or if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love From The Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. <laughs>